and we're recording. Hey, Shaheen, how are you? Hey, man, I'm good. How about you? Very Thanks well. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for, for joining me. It's, uh, it's great to catch up and talk to you. We've spoken, you know, quite a bit on so social media and uh, I've watched mm -hmm. a couple of your matches, you know. Uh, it's what you're doing on this side of the world, I think, is original and it's fresh and you're doing it well. And, and I like that. I, I, I admire the, the athletic style. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to hear about the mask. I think that the, the mask and the gimmick is something that is completely original. Oh I'm sort of Thank you so much. I'm very, very humbled by the kind words. No, absolutely. So it's just great to sort of catch up and, and kind of learn about your journey, learn about what made you a wrestling fan and ultimately what made you want to sort of get in the ring as well. Uh, how did it all begin for you then? What were some of your early memories of, of wrestling? Um, I would say I was about eight, seven years old when I first watched wrestling as a kid. So for me, the beginning um, on my screen uh, was Team Extreme. You've got Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, you've got Lita, and then you've got Undertaker, Eddie Guerrero, um, RVD, Rey Mysterio. It was that era which really sparked a light in me. Mm. And I felt like um, it was more or less the extreme stuff, which got me hooked as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those guys were so talented as well. I can see how that would influence you, you know, and, and the, uh, I mean, I was massively influenced by both, both of them and Lita. Uh, I was a huge fan of Matt Hardy, especially when he did his version one gimmick. Uh, I was yeah, a... yeah, that was back in 2003, 2004. That, that was very interesting of him to, to, you know, to pursue in SmackDown with uh, Shannon Moore. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Even everything they did before, you know, we were we were young and, you know, so we were kids watching that on TV and it was just so good for its time. You know, their, their tag team matches against Edge and Christian, um, you know, the Dudleys and things like that. What are some mm -hmm. of your favorite matches that really kind of caught your attention as a kid? Oh, God. Okay, there's a... Uh, <laughs> maybe it's a never-ending list, but most of, like, my memories as a kid... Um, I would say um, Rey Mysterio battling the Giants, you know, whether it was A-Train, Henry, Batista, Kane. It was the whole underdog story, which, which got me hooked. Mm. And then you've got the whole badass gimmick of The Undertaker and um, the TLC matches of Team Extreme. And you've got um, the Lira Canranas, the Moonsaults. All of that was just, it, it had a big influence on me. Um, as to what I do today, whether it was inside the ring or outside the ring. Yeah. And um, when, when, when you say matches, I would say um, like Mysterio winning the, the championship at the main event of WrestleMania 22. And mm. then you've got um, uh, something that very, you know, had a, a toll on me as <laughs> was The Undertaker getting buried alive by his brother. I, I used to think that was very um violent to be shown <laughs> on tv yeah i mean it was uh, yeah. for kids you know it's something that yeah i mean it, i i probably didn't even understand what was going on but and i, I mm -hmm. don't think it's definitely not the first time that they did something like that but it was a different era and i think that that you know yes. it's a more edgy content so i can understand why it happened but um it's good stuff i love the storyline between kane and yes. I think that was probably... Yeah, that, that was insane. 
yeah. and then when he came back as the whole badass, you know, before WrestleMania, it was it was just you know there there was that emotional connection. For sure, and it shows uh, it shows Undertaker's ability to reinvent himself according to the era because that was the attitude era around that time. So it was a it was a much needed yeah refresh. It was it was it was nice to see him you know undergo that that transformation according to the environment to the to the big um, let's say um, the abundance of, of superstars of, of of that era. Yeah, and it worked to his advantage, you know, if anything, yes, it was popular. Yeah. So you mentioned something about Rey Mysterio, and I can definitely see a connection there. What were some of your sort of first moments you saw Ray Ray compete in the ring? Oh, um, Rey Mysterio. It was, I, I think the earliest memory of me watching Mysterio was um, him against perhaps the big show, um, Brock Lesnar, him getting manhandled by the big guys. It was, it, it was just, uh, you know, uh, th there was this sympathy towards Mysterio as a small guy, you would always relate as, you know, seeing him being the small guy being, um, you know, beat up like that by the bigger guys, you feel like there's this connection of, of oh my you know like the, the the oh my god factor as a kid you can always relate yeah definitely i think with the uh, he was the perfect underdog and you any kid can relate to that because we've all been in those situations where you know there might be the bigger kid at school or the older kid or yeah, yeah. The bully and so when you see that on tv it kind of I, I always found it wrestling to be the closest thing there is to superhero comics, you know? It was an escape yes. from reality. And these characters were essentially, you know, characters that we could follow and relate to. And that's how people pick their favorites. You know, I, I had the same, whether, whether it was Spider-Man or, you know, uh, Wolverine or whoever it was. And then in wrestling, uh -huh. it was kind of, there were parallels to that. You know, you had the, the, the underdog, oh, wow. the, the bad guy, the big I mean guy. I mean, for me, uh, like from the very beginning, if you look at Superman, you've got Batman, you've got, you know, Spider-Man, Captain America, Zorro. Um, you can see that there's the appeal of the superheroes. It's always been there for like the reader to fantasize, the reader or the, like the person watching. You can yeah. always fantasize about being this larger than life character. And, you know, people at school may see the ordinary you in school or like, you know, your humdrum, humdrum job, but you could imagine that was because you didn't know the secret. So deep inside there was something extraordinary, you know what I mean? So the condescending adults, the bullies, you know, they mock Clark Kent, they can mock Rey Mysterio, but they do not know, you know, the actual power behind it. And I would say that the fantasy behind it was, was, was what enabled me as a kid to to endure that that phase of my life, to say the least. Yeah, and also seeing him overcome the obstacles, you know, see, like for example with Ray, seeing him win the the world title at WrestleMania in two thousand and six, that mm -hmm. is motivation, you know. 
if you if you follow your favorite wrestler and you see that story being told in the ring and then they kind of overcome that that journey even if it takes you know one year or, or 20 years seeing them overcome that and following their career so closely as a fan is what motivates you to kind of go ahead and overcome obstacles in your own life if that makes sense mm -hmm. Uh, there was no, nothing better than that. And I guess that's what they're, why they're so good at it is because WWE tells those stories. And it's always, you know, the WrestleMania, it always closes the show with a fantastic ending. Usually, yes. more often than not, you know, the, the, the faces will walk out and it'll be a happy ending. And that... Mm -hmm. The fans kind of, that's what we follow. It's like a movie. You know, we watch, you know, the Avengers, always. for example. The, the way it ends, I mean, it always has to have an ending where we can be happy or at least somewhat satisfied. And the story has to be told. There can be ups and downs, but at the end of the day, there's a story being told there. It's a journey of a character. And, and usually we leave kind of feeling happy and satisfied and then wanting more. I mean, for me, that's 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 why I feel like I had the most, um, let's say, emotional connection to both Rey Mysterio and Lita, which, who, who actually drew her inspiration from Rey Mysterio as well. Mm. But as time went on, obviously you were following wrestling throughout the years. And what, when did the kind of, when were those moments in your, in your mind kind of making you think, you know what, maybe I could do this one day? When did you first have those thoughts? Mm. Well, it, it wouldn't sound very believable if I said that was very recent, about three to four years ago. There was this small itch, you know, that, that, that made me just start to scratch the surface of the thought itself, not the, not the real motivation behind it. Because, mm. you know, as a kid, when you watch, you know, the Power Rangers, you enjoy the show, you don't think like, hey, I want to grow up and be a Power Ranger one day. So it's, it, was, it was the same for me with, with wrestling. I mean, for me, there's always this, the, there was the internal motivation and then there was the external forces that drove me to, to pursue my love of wrestling. And the combination of two really added up to, to have me pursue this as a goal. So like the, the internal aspect for me was first started when I realized that there was a, um, a WWE tryout in Dubai, which I missed. And uh, well, I wouldn't say missed per se, but it was when, as soon as I read the article and watched the videos, I was like, oh, wow, they are in this region and mm. they're looking for the WWE stars. And, you know, why can't I be one of those? You know, I never thought in a million years that the WWE would come to Dubai, let alone have a talent search in the region. So it was then when I first started to realize that, oh, maybe, maybe I could do this. So every action that followed, whether it was me joining gymnastics, whether it was me pursuing CrossFit, whether it was me you know, having fitness at the top of my schedule every single day, it was motivated by the chance of WWE coming here one day coming back one day and and have a talent search and um i would say that that was the 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 biggest force the internal force which which drove me into wanting to become a wrestler and then you've got the external forces which were um let's say the serendipitous moments of of meeting my uh, my favorite wrestlers 
whether it was inside the country or outside. Um, there was this point of my life where I was a uh, freelance photographer and we had a project back in France. And uh, I remember one day walking down the, the underground tube and I, and, and I saw this, the wrestling posters down there. And I was like, wow, is this really happening in France? You've got Ric Flair, you've got Kevin Nash, you've got Sting and uh, Lita. So you've got all these wrestlers showing up at a Comic-Con that was hap happening in, in Paris. Wow. So, I, I, yeah, I decided that I wouldn't miss the chance and I would do that, you know, just as soon as you got the free time to, to visit and maybe have a chat with them, you know, be a fan, experience the whole ordeal of, you know, freaking out. <laughs> mm. So I went down to the, to the Expo Center to meet uh, Ric Flair and Lira, who I, you know, grew up watching as a kid. And uh, the minute I arrived, I realized that Ric Flair was bailing because he was sick at that year. That was back in 2017. Mm. And Kevin Nash was one day late, so he would arrive the next day. And then Sting wasn't there, and uh, you, you've only got Lita sitting there. And I was like, okay, it's fine. This is completely normal. Let me just go and talk to her and maybe, you know, maybe tell her about my my new found passion of, of pursuing this as a dream. Yeah. And as soon as I talked to her, there was this, there was this aura of her telling me to, to pursue it regardless of, you know, regardless of the environment, whether I wanted to do it, I can just do it abroad. And she told me her whole Mexico story and she just decided to go down, although she, she advised me against it. And she told me like, I could do my research you know, make sure I want to do this and such. And I, and I went back home after that day. Um, we flew back to Dubai. And then the next thing you know, there was a, an advertised show in Abu Dhabi, like a month or two later. And oh. I felt like, the, like these were symbols and signs. And these were signs that I encountered along my journey that directed me towards what I feel was meant for me. And then I just decided from there on, I would pursue them. So it could be a dream, it could be an epiphany, it could just be, you know, my intuition, let's say, steering me into the ship of wrestling. And I just decided to tune in and allow my spirit to carry me. I think that's a good shout. I mean, I think uh, you listened to the signs, you saw the signs were there and you picked up on it. And, you know, and as you mentioned about kind of keeping fit for a potential tryout, it's all about mm -hmm. preparation, isn't it? It's all about staying on top of your game and, and being ready for when the time comes. So I think everything that happened after that, all those small little kind of events, like the meeting with Lita and, and the discussions, I think for you, it was just planting the seeds of something that was, bound to happen it's almost like you know yes. destiny in a way yes so so as soon as those you know symbols started to reconnect um when Abu, when when the wwe came into abu dhabi i decided to, to shoot them an email to perhaps have you know seth rollins maybe come down and teach a crossfit class because i had seen him uh, do that in one of the events um in, in one of the foreign countries before. So I decided to maybe email them and then have them coach at my friend's gym in Abu Dhabi. And I did. 
So one day before the event, they decided to email me back. And I was like, they, were, they told me that they would be um, interested in having all the wrestlers come in to the gym. So I felt like I was in a very precarious situation. I talked to my friend. I was like, I'm sorry, but it was meant for one wrestler. And they said that they wanted everyone to join. Mm. So he's like, okay, as soon as you like, as long as you're there, you're, 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 you're showing them around, you're welcoming them. It's completely fine with me. Like consider it on the house. So I remember uh, me and my friend uh, drove down to Abu Dhabi at night and decided to wait in front of the gym because there were no hotels that night. <laughs> no. Unfortunately for us, but we decided to crash in the car, wait for the WWE starts to show up. And um, as soon as we were there, we, we, we got to, we got to show them around. We had Sasha Banks come in. We had uh, Apollo Crews. We had Finn Balor, who was, in my opinion, one of the coolest to walk in because he, he, he saw this hesi hesitation, to say the least. He, he wanted to lock up. He wanted to tie up. And I was like, uh, uh, you know, pulling back. <laughs> so as soon as that happened, he was like, um, I feel like you want to do this, but you don't want to. So I'm like, Finn, uh, listen, I feel like it's, I'm a bit old for this. You guys started very early as anyone who pursued this dream, I bet decided to start at the, at the very young age. And then from there on, he decided to, you know, maybe steer the sail and tell me to pursue it regardless of age, because he had made it to the WWE above the age of 30. So he told me not to question my you know, my ambitions, uh, just throw age aside and to full on focus on, on the dream itself. Yeah, I think that's good advice. And also, I mean, I mean, how old are you at the moment? I'm 26. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're certainly not too old. You're never, never too old. And the thing is, you know, some of the greatest WWE talent or just pro wrestlers in general are you know, people that came from athletic backgrounds prior to that. A great example is mm -hmm. Angle. I mean, he was an Olympic gold medalist. So he was, fair enough, he's a, he's a, a you know, a, a very exceptional example to give right there. But it's still an example of somebody who picked up, you know, not necessarily early on. It wasn't their first choice. It wasn't something they dreamt mm -hmm. about doing when they were five. But given their great athletic ability, they were able to pick it up pretty fast. Uh, and I think there's a lot of people, you know, out there. I, I always suggest that if somebody is looking to become a wrestler, you, you need to have a foundation of athleticism. You know, play a sport. Yeah. Play a sport on a, on a, on a, not on, you know, if you can on the top level, but if you can't play it on at least some kind of a high level, you know, play uh, soccer for a, for a team or, you know, compete in a tournament or do anything, whatever it is, whether it's swimming, tennis, whatever it is, you will put your body in a better position for when the time comes that you're learning, um, you know, the, the, the artwork between the ropes, because you'll have that mm -hmm. foundation and you'll have the ability to pick things up. So that's, I, I don't think you're too old. I think you're, you're, if anything, you're at the perfect age. And also, you know, with regards to, to chasing the dream, you, you absolutely chase the dream, but also recognize the fact that you're doing this because it's your passion. You know, you're doing this because it's a genuine hobby that you love and enjoy mm -hmm. and look forward to doing. So without putting too much pressure on yourself, you know, 
don't worry too much about the dream. The dream will become a reality uh, as time goes on. Right now, just enjoy what you're doing and have fun, you know? And I think that, that's kind of the, 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 the kind of the, the basis of it. You see these guys that are successful. One of the key things they have in common is that they, they have a lot of fun. They, they enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. That, that preach, man. <laughs> <laughs> So you obviously, you, you spoke to these guys and you saw Apollo, you saw, you know, uh, Sasha, you saw Finn who gave you some good advice. Was that kind of like the final moment where it, the light bulb went off and you said, no, now it's time to join a wrestling school? Yes. As soon as they walked out of the gym, I decided that was, that was the decision that I had to make. And making a decision was only the beginning of things. So as time went on, I, I did my research. I looked on to DPW. I was, I was, I was steered by the currents, to say the least, that which, which drove me to, to make it to DPW and show up as not only the nagging kid. It was like, oh, I want to learn more things. I want to learn new things. I would always be there. Whether I was, whether I felt tired or not, I would always be there. And I remember that uh, there was this one, one instance where I, ha where I broke my foot and uh, I still decided to go to the wrestling school and just do the basic things that, that wouldn't require me to use my feet. Maybe some, some light chains, some, you know, working on the arms, tie-ups, lock-ups, all of the basic things that wouldn't put my foot in danger because that required about at least three months of, of, of recovery. Mm. And I, I, I remember there was this one instance, uh, as I mentioned, I used to be a, a freelance photographer. I, uh, I, I, I approached the, um, Sam, who was running DPW at the time, and I was like, can I, can I please, you know, be featured on the show since my foot is broken? I want to I wanna be the bullied photographer. If you can do that to me, that would be great. <laughs> and I remember you talking to Sam about about it in, in your previous podcast there was the, the super heel tactics of savage sam of you know attacking the cameraman and stomping on his foot and his cast and i i enjoyed being part of that show although i was you know sidelined and was that your first ever appearance then on a show yes yes it was <laughs> that must have been a great experience for you i mean we didn't really start off on the, you know, the, the note I expected, but it was, it was a nice, a good beginning to get me started to, to, to feature on the, to get featured on the show. And then soon after that, obviously, you know, you healed, you, you, you got better, you took off the cast, you were able to sort of wrestle again to the full capacity. What was... Mm -hmm. What were some of your inspirations behind the gimmick that you had? So what inspired you to decide to have, you know, this character that you have? So by, by character, you mean the mask? Yeah, the mask, the tights, the high flying, the athletics, even the so, name. So, what, so when, I was, when I was grounded at home because of my cast and, you know, just going to the wrestling school and coming back home, perhaps going to the gym every now and then working my upper body because I can't really do legs and whatnot. I would, I would think at home and really invest my time into creating this character for myself. And it was heavily inspired by watching Lucha Underground, 
during that period where I was at home uh, watching a lot of uh, WCW matches featuring, you know, Eddie Guerrero, featuring Rey Mysterio. And I was like, the light bulb just kept getting bigger and bigger. The ahas, the, the epiphanies, they just kept coming to me while I was just sitting at home, studying some wrestling. Um, you know how the Lucha Libre stars, they tend to have, you know, just grab a crazy mask, get a macho name, you know, <laughs> just advertise themselves as, as these spirit animals. And I decided to choose the national emblem of the UAE, which is a falcon. Mm. And that's where the name Shaheen comes from. It's, it's, it's the national logo of the UAE. It's a small falcon, it's fast, it's agile. And I wanted to incorporate that into my character as, you know, as, as much as I could. And I feel like the only persona I could have ever done was, was the falcon, because with that, you can, you can wear a mask. There's a kind of separation where you put on the mask, this is wrestling. And when you take off the mask, there's everything else in my life. And I feel, um, I feel so grateful for the period that I got to break my leg, my, my foot, sorry. And that's, that's when I realized that I really wanted it more and more to, you know, just become a wrestler, watch all these matches, watch a lot of Ricochet matches, Will Ospreay matches, watch a lot of Lucha Underground and just studying the craft to get it, um, to, to turn it into this big, you know, energy as soon as I'm healed and walk back into the wrestling school. And I feel like that's what I did. Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest with you, I think it's uh, genius. You know, I, it couldn't be more fitting. You're, you're a high flyer who's athletic um, and you're named after the national sort of animal, which is a falcon. Falcons are, are very agile, have great vision and they're capable of damage. So it's the perfect, it's the perfect fit, you know, it's who you are as a person as well, given that you're, you're from here. So this is who you are, this is, and it's true what you say, once the mask comes on, you become Shaheen, you become the, the Falcon, that it's like a transformation. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier with the superheroes and stuff, except now mm -hmm. it's, it's not that we're looking to these to the to the superheroes now it's a situation where you're actually transforming into you know like a superhero so so people that are watching it fans young kids in the in the crowd and stuff they can kind of look to you as that you know superhero character that role model that inspiration whatever it may be i, I would love to project that into the younger uh, segment of audiences of the audience we we have and just being able to realize or acknowledge that there is, like even if there was just one kid who got to feel that emotional connection I felt as a child, it's, it would strike me, you know, more, more than enough. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm a strong believer that in every country where there is a wrestling promotion, there needs to be a national hero. I mean, everywhere mm -hmm. you look, you, you have that. And, you know, you've had it in Mexico, you've had it in Japan, you, you certainly had it in the States. Uh, you know, we have it in the UK. We, we have the, uh, the, you know, that hero that the, the 
people in the crowd can really look to that, you know, and I don't, I don't want to use John Cena's example, but he's the perfect example. And we have that equivalent in many different countries around the world. And I've always thought if, if that's going to be the case here, if we're going to have a wrestling promotion in Dubai, then there needs to be a hero. There needs to be that national hero. Um, if anything, there needs to be a couple of heroes so that people have more than mm-hmm. one role model to look up to uh, based on their skills and, and based on what they like to see. But, but the UAE yep. kind of needs that as well. So you and, and a couple of you guys in, in sort of DPW that I've, I've spoke to, uh, you know, people like you and Fayez and, and, and everyone, it's a, it's a great opportunity to create that. You know, now you have the platform to create and have create that, that national hero because that I think is going to be the, is what keeps the promotion going because then that's going to draw in the, the, the viewers and, and you always need a hero in any story that you can't have a, you can't, you need to have like the, the protagonist, you know, in order for there to be antagonists. Yep. I, I completely agree with that. So as time went on, obviously you became Shaheen, you were training. How did you get your hands on the mask? Where did you get that made? I mean, um, it was a very long phase of exploration and trying to get the right mask, which, which has a falcon on it. And I just came across this, um, this you know, Etsy, yeah, the, the yeah. website where people, yeah, like they, they, they post their, 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 hand, their, their handcrafts and the, the handmade items and whatnot. And I just came across an account that makes uh, customized uh, lucha masks. And I was like, hey, why don't I just customize my own thing over there and have my have the person do the tights as well on it? And from there on, there was a lot of traction, and I was just a trainee. And as soon as as I got my hands on the mask, um, the trainer back then, who was Caleb Hall, was like, "Dude, this mask is so cool! You're gonna be featured on tomorrow's show." <laughs> and I was like, "Let's. How about we chill a bit?" And he's like, "No, no, you're ready." how about you just go on and, and put, put, put a basic show for the kids who are going to fall in love with you. And I do not regret going and diving heads on into that opportunity, which was presented by me to yeah. Caleb. By Caleb, sorry. That must have been a great, you know, experience. And I'm, I'm glad that you said that you sort of dove in headfirst and, and seized the opportunity, you know. Um, mm-hmm. How did you feel? How did you feel when you first debuted as, as Shaheen just before walking out? What were some of your thoughts and feelings going through your mind? Okay, so I'm, I might be the, like, uh, <laughs> the odd one out when it comes to preparing myself. Um, a match i tend to be the guy with the headphones on i like to be in my zen mode i like to be alone i like to be completely focused rather than you know just being in the back changing my clothes in front of the guys and say ha 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 just with the with the whole chats and talks and i i just don't feel like there needs to be i feel sorry i feel like there needs to be this mode like the zen mode which uh would really calm me down as uh, like growing up I, I had this stage fright um, of whatever opportunity that was presented to me whether it was um, filming whether it was you know presenting in front of the class whether it was being featured on you know whatever play was was in the school I would always be 
the person who held back at the opportunity, but I feel like being Shaheen. And it's, it's, not, it's not the reason I wear the mask, but wearing the mask gives me that sort of, you know, power to overcome this fear, to be the superhero, as you mentioned, that would just, you know, get out and kick, but without, with zero regrets. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's uh, zero regrets. That's the key word right there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you've wrestled a, a whole bunch of matches um, in the time that, you know, you debuted up until sort of the, the pause period of, of DPW. But, and I've seen mm -hmm. some of your matches. I've seen you face, um, I think, Nova. I've seen two of your matches. Yep. Against, in fact, three of your matches against Nova because one of them, I think, was a tag team match. Uh, that I saw you do. And then uh, I've seen you face a couple of guys. Uh, another guy, um, uh, what was it? Sean Don, another guy. Uh, who was ah, yes. So these, these matches were all in um, Barasti Beach. It, it, it's a beach club here in Dubai. We had this amazing opportunity to, to present the crowds over there with, with the art of wrestling and, you know, just go out, go out and have fun by the beach. And it was, it was a different take as opposed to, you know, just having our normal matches, whether they were in uh, Dubai Sports World, which happened twice in a row, or back in the school itself, which was in uh, Just Play. Yeah. In, in Dubai. It was, a, it was a different change of scenes, and it gave us the beach vibe. It gave us a lot of, you know, ex excitement. And there's this, it's always, um, how do you say this? Um, it, it gave you energy and momentum mm. to, to, to present, you know, wrestling in front of a crowd who wasn't familiar, just to hook them to the sport itself was, was a nice challenge to say the least. Yeah. New eyes on the product, you know, and it's mm -hmm. great for marketing great for publicity. It's great for you guys as well, having fun out in the open space and, and getting some of the yep. crowd reactions. You probably have people, you know, with their phones out recording and that, that goes mm -hmm. a long way in terms of sort of PR and, and promotion um, of some mm -hmm. of the matches that I, I sort of had mentioned. What, what are some of your favorite matches that you've had so far? Oh, okay. So I would say, against Fires, he's such a great worker and he's always down to do the crazy stuff take the crazy stuff and he would walk me through every aspect as we train for the match or as we were training in general like throughout the week why don't we do this and why don't we do that and there's always room for create creativity with both actually Fires and nova but i would say no disrespect to both of you but <laughs> I would say my favorite match was um, was one that I had abroad in Pakistan. So it was I was approached by a promotion, Pro Wrestling Federation of Pakistan, and I felt like it was it, it was a scam at first. I I I I, sh I had to Google the the wrestling school. I had to make sure this this was authentic. I had to look in their Facebook page and I had to know this was real. You know, I just didn't want to be that guy who just goes in blind and, you know, not knowing what's up or what's going on. Is this a real wrestling school? Are you trying to get me abducted or something? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, and I just had to, you know, 
I I spoke to my trainer. I was like, uh, "Hey, man, I I don't know if I'm ready about uh, I'm ready for this, but I, I I would love to, you know, having a dream come true, of 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 being the first Emirati wrestler who who has a match an an, an international match to say the least, or a, the first person to from DPW to be invited by a foreign promotion and have a match abroad. And I would say that added a lot of pressure. Like two weeks before the match, um, like the, the, the winds that blew me backwards were the same winds that blew me to the position that I got in to, to actually agree to, to fly into, to fly out to Pakistan, to, to wrestle over there. And switch my thought from and I've never done this before to I'm gonna try and train as much as I can and as much as possible to make it work so that was a thought that gave me a lot of energy a lot of momentum and it didn't shut me down at all and I really loved the whole experience of flying out to Pakistan which which was a mega show that had thousands of people. We had Alberto De Rio on the card. We had Matt Cross, who was on the show as well. We had Sammy Guevara. There was, um, who else was it? Rhino. So that was, it was, it felt like, a, how do I say this, man? I, I'm still starstruck by the experience mm. of, of being, you know, that, that rookie, maybe, because I'm still three years in the sport. I'm still, the the new guy on the scene it was it was such a great experience to be on the card with these guys and be able to share the experience with them and to talk just just on a human level of knowing their backgrounds knowing how they got here and it's all about chasing that dream you know at the end of the day whether you know the guy or not when you sit down have a meal with them we all know that we're out there to pursue the dream. So there was this sense of familiarity and, you know, the, the brotherhood of wrestling was there. And I, would, I am so grateful to, to everyone who contributed um, to, to, to me having that amazing chance from Caleb, the, the trainer at DPW from Greg Burridge, the trainer at London School of Lucha, who pushed me to, to pursue this. And he was like, you have to go. You got to do this. Even if you feel like you don't have a lot of years or a lot of months under your, your belt, you just got to go and do this. Because if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? To the people I met, to DPW and to all the, the trainees at the school, I am very grateful to everyone who supported me in this journey that's amazing and so technically speaking did you have you made history are you the first ever emirati wrestler to have wrestled internationally yes i am wow well, that's yep. right there. That's See, that's something that should give you a confidence boost. That's something, you know, you can look back on and be proud of and say, I'm the first person in history to have done this. That's a huge accomplishment. Thank you. Thank you so much. That, that humbles me just to hear you say it. So how did the match go in Pakistan? Is there, can it be watched online? Is there footage of it? How did it go for you? We're, we're, still, waiting for the, we're still waiting for the footage. 
Yeah. But it went, it was crazy. Just from the minute you step out of the curtains and just taking the roar of the crowd, you taking the energy of thousands in attendance. And, you know, as soon as I, as soon as the announcer said the Shaheen from Dubai, you get to feel that wow, the, the wowness of the moment, to say the least. And then you, like, from, from the minute I came out until the end of the match, that was just pure magic. The chemistry was there. The crowd energy was there. And just going to the back, walking to, the, to, to backstage and, and, and being patted on the back by superstars I grew up watching, like Rhino and Matt Cross and Alberto De Rio was, ah, that was just amazing. Like they were just sitting down watching like at the little screen and they offered some critique, they offered some praise and it was, it was just so humbling for me. And a fantastic positive experience, you know, from the sounds mm -hmm. of um, it, just being in that presence and you know, I bet you wished it went on forever, you know? Yeah. That's so great. So what, what happened? How was it? How was everything when you came back? What, I mean, was this sort of late 2018, early 2019? What, what kind of um, time was this? This was, this was very recent. It was about eight months ago. It happened, uh, during Christmas mm. of last year. So that was very, very, very recent. Okay. So DPW was on hiatus and, and yeah. do this. Were, were the guys proud of you? I mean, I was welcomed back by, you know, with, with open arms and uh, the guys seeing them and just hanging out with them and telling them about the experience itself to relive that magical moment over and over. Uh, in my head of of walking back through the curtains and and being praised by by these stars it's it felt like I was there to to inspire the 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 new trainees and inspire my colleagues to maybe you know one day we can do this together as d p w or as a different promotion as long as we are all contributing to the greater cause of getting our school out there or our homegrown talent out there was just more than enough. Yeah, exactly. And I think that people, I think your, you know, your, your, your teammates and, and your friends, they would have been proud of you because you, now you come back with a renewed sense of energy, a renewed sense of confidence. You have that experience mm -hmm. on your belt. It's only upwards and onwards from here. You know, you can only get better from here. I truly believe that. I think that's, you know, and going out and wrestling abroad, traveling abroad, it just, it, it broadens your horizons. You know, it gives you that, you know, you come back now here with more knowledge. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like looking at it from a, a macro lens rather than looking, you know, than looking at it with a micro lens. You get to see that this was just a teaser for me to, you know, maybe get a taste of the experience. It's like giving... The person who hasn't tried coffee before <laughs> just take a sip you might like this and i and i most certainly did so now that you've done that and you can say that you've you've kind of made history in that sense and you've got your career kick-started what are some of your plans and goals 
for the future? Uh, okay. So to start off, um, I would say add more flags to my resume. I want to I wanna have the opportunity to, to travel the world and, and, and wrestle all across, you know, the, 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 all across the globe just to wrestle. And I actually had the chance to do that before the whole coronavirus pandemic started. I had an invite to, to, to wrestle in Texas, in Dallas, Texas, in a school owned by one of the people who I met in Pakistan. It was an open invite. He was like, why don't you come down to Dallas? We would love to have you and whatnot. And without even hesitate, hesitating to, to get back to him, I was like, yeah, sure. I would love to. And it was, it was supposed to happen in, you know, mania season. You know how back in the States, they have, they have this mania season mm. for indie shows. And uh, all these wrestling schools have, uh, they have their pay-per-views. They have their own shows leading up to WrestleMania. And it's, uh, it's such a great month for wrestling, you know. Mm. Um, I would say that uh, that's one of my goals like make it to more countries. Uh, second goal of mine would be to make it to the tryouts. And I previously mentioned that I had already missed one prior to making the decision of, one, of, of becoming a pro wrestler, but have some interesting news to share. <laughs> um, I actually got accepted into the Riyadh tryouts, which were supposed to happen in May. Nice. Yeah, this this was about four months ago. I got the call from WWE, and uh, they were like, I, "I don't know if you heard about Canyon." Okay. Yep, I've heard. Yes. And so, so one of his team members called me back in. I think it was in March or February, before the whole thing got even worse and worse. They were like, um, we would love to have you in the tryouts. And we're having tryouts in Riyadh in May. And we, we considered your application. Are you able to fly down to Riyadh considering you're from Dubai? I'm like, yes, 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 yes. You know, <laughs> it felt like everything I worked for leading up to this moment was just coming into fruition. Although the, the current circumstances didn't allow that to happen, I still feel like the doors are open for, future tri for, for the future. Uh, tryout which would happen sometime in the future fingers crossed um, yeah another I would say another goal of mine is to <laughs> have a match against Matt Cross who's also known as Son of Havoc on, on Lucha Underground yep. who actually called me out on Instagram and he's like when I visit Dubai it's me and you main event and I still didn't get <laughs> I still didn't get back to him. So Matt, if you're if you're listening to this, uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> I think it's a good goal to have, and I, it's very exciting to hear that you you can make it to the you know the tryouts and you've been able to speak to them. I think that's the beginning of hopefully you know even more amazing things. Um, as you said, you know events happen, but some things are mm -hmm. a blessing in disguise, and sometimes you know. 
it being pushed back uh, gives you more time to prepare, which is a good thing. So I, I always look at the positives of that. Is there any news on if they're going to return? Are they, are they coming back to Riyadh in 2021 or is it 2022? Most likely, yes. It's going to be sometime in 2021 and they're, they're going to keep us posted. They're going to keep us in the loop whether or not it's going to happen or when it's going to happen because it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. And the most important thing is you've got that secured. You know exactly what you need to do. You have your goals and it's just about chasing it and making it happen. And I think, we're, you know, it will all kind of, we're all slowly moving there, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Well, it's been great talking to you. I really appreciate your time. It's great to hear about the beginning, the journey, you know, the career so far and your goals, you know. Um, you, you have, you know, everything in, in terms of toolbox. It's very original. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of your, your gimmick, you know. It's, it suits the, you know, where we are and what we're doing. And I think that's, uh, we very much need, you know, a Shaheen. Uh, and I think that's perfect. I think it couldn't be any better. And I think you will only get better from this point on. So it's, it's forward and keep having fun. And, and that, you know, that's the most important thing about it. Make that dream become a reality. Mm -hmm. So as we said, no regrets, got to be brave, make a decision. And you got to be aware that it's all going to work out for you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time, Shaheen. It's, it's lovely talking to you. Uh, thank, very you much. Thank, thank you so much. Let's keep in contact and do this again sometime. Sure thing. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.